Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast with Coletta Jones-Patterson, where we feature guests who have overcome the odds and have gotten unstuck. In their words, they share with us practical insight and tips on how to go beyond stuck and enjoy life. Today's episode, our guest is Gwendolyn Sparks. Gwendolyn Sparks is a mother of three who was born and raised in Texas. At an early age, her aunts were the only professional women that she knew personally. As Gwen watched her aunts excel in life, she decided that she wanted to excel professionally and personally as well. The greatest influence over her life was when a group from NASA came to her school and spoke to the class about the very first African-American woman, Mae Jameson, to go to space. That planted a seed inside of Gwen, and because of that influence, her mission has been to do something that has never been done before. She excelled academically, graduating in the top 8% of her graduating class of 900. She was involved in several extracurricular activities and excelled in them as well. After graduating, Gwen attended the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville, where she recently re-enrolled to complete her last semester. One of Gwen's ultimate goals is to become involved with legislation and policymaking because one of her passions is to see more laws that help others. Hi, Gwendolyn. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Colette. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we'll jump right off. I'd um, like to start by asking, how would you define stuck? Um, I would define stuck as being unable to move forward because you are paralyzed by fear of the unknown or, or the known. Hmm. For example, a person might, for whatever reason, may they may have catastrophic thinking in which they may believe that, you know, the only only the worst case scenario can happen to them. Mm. Or it's just one of those mindsets that keep you stuck by being paralyzed with fear. And I think another example would be if a person has been through a lot of hard times in their past, mm-hmm. that could cause mental or emotional fatigue in which a person, which can cause a person to be stuck by, you know, just not trying anymore and just being content with the status quo. Oh, those are really good um, definition, just being paralyzed by fear, because I think that affects so many of us, um, and especially mm-hmm. when something catastrophic happens and that can really even take it to the next level. Um, so looking back um, over your life, in what ways would you say you had become stuck or maybe paralyzed by this fear? And how long um, do you believe you were stuck? I would say for about at least 10 years now, mm. I was stuck in, in the mindset that, you know, just a feeding mindset that, you know, one, for example, like I would think, you know, every time I try to take a step forward, I get knocked back three steps. And I just, you know, after so long, you just kind of like, you're like, you know, okay, well, maybe that's not meant for me. And so you just kind of like stay stuck where you are instead of trying to move forward. Mm. Yeah, 10 years is a long time um, to have, like you said, that self-defeating mindset. Um, what do you feel was your breaking point um, or your aha moment when you realized I cannot continue to live this way? Because 10 years is a long time to be stuck. Well, you know, I think it, it took, well, my breaking point was probably when my dad passed away of cancer at the age of 63 years old. And that next year I turned 40 and I was like, you know, if my dad only lived to 63, I don't know how long I have, you know, on this earth. So, 
you know, that was pretty much my breaking point. Like, you know, life is fragile and it's, and it's, and, and you know, it's short. So mm-hmm. I was like, I decided at that point it's either now or never. So I decided to start getting, start, start getting to work right now mm. instead of waiting on everything to be perfect to get started. Right. His life is short. We don't know how many days we have promised. Um, I want to back up for a little bit because I know you've had several life experiences that kind of probably brought you to the point where you were paralyzed by fear. Um, do any of those come to mind or any of the, you know, c- catastrophic me- things that brought on the catastrophic mentality that you want to share? Well, uh, I've had many, many um, experiences in life, such as um, my husband passing away when I was very young at age of 27. And, um, you know, I battled depression for many years because after my husband passed away. And so I just kind of like was going through the motions, wasn't really, you know, thinking about the future and moving forward and just, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, where, where to go from there mm-hmm. was very difficult because, you know, my life has been pretty, you know, normal up until that point mm-hmm. of my husband passing away. So it was like, you know, I, I just realized, you know, life can happen to any of us. You never know, you know, who, who's, you know, what's going to happen in life. So mm-hmm. I guess um, I was just stuck in that depression for, for all those years of just, you know, cause I planned to be with my husband for many years until we, we reached old age. Mm-hmm. So, when he passed away, it took a turn. My life took a turn. So I had to figure it out, you know, but eventually I got there. So that's the good news. <laughs> yeah. It and took me until 41 years old, but I, I got there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you know, no one is exempt from life. I mean, it happens to all of us. And sometimes something comes from seemingly nowhere and it can just literally, you know, change our world overnight. So having to deal with that and um, finding yourself, you know, single mom and just having to, you know, figure things out alone. Mm-hmm. And where do I go from here for, like you said, over 10 years being stuck in that place. So grief can do lots of things to us and can lead us to um, depression. And along, what else did you notice? I know um, you had seasons of depression and how did that affect your health? Um, I just, you know, I gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing of, the, of gaining weight and just, um, I didn't really socialize like I normally would in the past. So I kind of just kind of kept to myself and just isolated myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, I was, I would say that I was a good parent, you know, I kind of put on a, a facade for my daughter because she really didn't know what was going on with me, but she just saw mom is, you know, going through some things, but at the same time, I still was, my daughter was very active in dance and, um, ballet. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that actually kept me going, you mm-hmm. know, and the, that's one of the reasons why I didn't quit is because of my daughter. Um, so yeah, just, just that the, uh, isolating myself and, uh, the weight gain mm-hmm. normally in the past before my normal self, I would work out a lot and eat healthy and I wasn't doing those things. Mm. So, yeah, we've talked about how the grief, losing your husband unexpectedly, um, leaving you a single mom, left you into or led to depression, gaining weight. You didn't socialize much and even just trying to wear the mask of still having it all together, um, but still finding yourself stuck. Um, Exactly. 
and so we started sharing on what kind of got you out of that. And you said the passing of your dad and um, kind of made you realize that life really is short and tomorrow may not be promised. Right. Um, and so how did that point lead you to actually getting unstuck? What were some of the steps that you took? Um, one, what the first step that I took was getting involved into the beyond stuck, beyond stuck, uh, group, women's group. Mm-hmm. Um, your group would, well, you know, of course we met every week, once a week for, I think it was 11 weeks. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was 11 weeks. Yeah. But. 11 weeks. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to talk to other women who have been through similar experiences, not the exact same experience, but similar life experiences of life just not being perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? And so being able to connect on that level, I was able to, you know, kind of bring myself out of it. And then before you knew it, I was back on my weight loss journey. And actually I had just started it because I, I never even started uh, to go, you know, started losing weight before then, but Mm-hmm. After I started the group, it was, had such a positive effect on me that, you know, a lot of the, my goals in life I had already started working towards within the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I had lost uh, within six weeks of uh, the group starting. I had lost, I think, four pant sizes mm-hmm. and um, also wanted to get back into school because it's one of my dreams is to finish college and pursue my education. So I had already um, enrolled in school by the second week, actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, let's see, what else did I do to get unstuck? Um, I got out of some toxic health, uh, uh, toxic relationships that weren't, you know, just serving me any purpose mm-hmm. and serving my life any purpose. And I actually uh, mended some of my broken relationships that I had, you know, kind of got away from, you know, trying to even do anything about. So, yeah. So, yeah, you took some very real practical steps that we could Mm -hmm. all um, benefit from. You got involved in a group that allowed you to meet weekly. So that provided some accountability, which is huge. And that's something I always tell people. If you want to achieve a a goal and you're working on something, you've got to have accountability because we don't have enough generally willpower on our own to just get up and do it. And so I think there's a study that says that you can increase the odds of reaching your goal by 90% just by having accountability, regular, consistent accountability. So that group provided that for you. And then it, yes. um, getting out of those toxic relationships, that is so hard sometimes when you've maybe been with someone for a long time or um, you've got friends that you, know, um, you do things with, but you realize they're not going in the same direction or, mm-hmm. you know, any range of things. So being able to break some of those relationships can take a lot of work, but it's definitely rewarding. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's great. Um, well, looking back, how would you say your life is different now that you've gone beyond stuck? You're kind of on the other side of the grief, the depression, all of that heavy weight gain and the toxic relationships. What, um, what's different now? I would say my life has uh, done a complete 180. I've gone to barely getting by to practically thriving in many areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in just a year's time, actually, because I think I started the group almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've lost over 60 pounds. Um, I've been in personal training for over three months, and I've also joined a group training session. So, And like you said, the accountability is, is, is just it's much needed and is amazing because to be in a group of women there to have the same goal as me, it's just, you know, that it just holds me accountable and mm-hmm. it just keeps me going and knowing, and just watching them and seeing the, how their, uh, 
progressing and they're thriving. It lets me know that, Hey, I can do it too. So it just, you know, it motivates me. Yeah. And then, uh, I would say I have much healthier relationships that are helping me to grow emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have become a student at the university of Arkansas again, uh, pursuing my education. So before I had, um, I was in school before I'm still in school for it training, but mm -hmm. I also am, I'm, I'm a student in two schools. So I have, I'm in a uh, technical program for it in information technology, uh, courses. And then I have my pursuing my, uh, bachelor's of arts at uh, the university of Arkansas. I have about, mm -hmm. About 12 credits to go at the University of Arkansas. So I decided okay. to go ahead and finish that up. And I, you know, like I said, um, I just mustered up enough courage to go for what I want. And I'm just doing, I'm doing just that. Mm -hmm. Take, taking the necessary steps and actions towards achieving my dreams. So, yeah. And how do you manage all that? Because I'm sitting here listening like <laughs> you're a mom, you've got three kids, you're working full time, you're at two different schools. I mean, how do you juggle all that? What is your motivating force? Well, it, it is, it is, it can, it can get overwhelming without a schedule. You have, you must have a schedule and you have to pretty much just stick to that schedule and make sure you communicate with your, like, like you said, I'm a full-time employee. So I communicate with my manager, you know, when I'm, you know, when I need to take a day off or something. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. he, he's understanding, he knows that I'm in school too. So we kind of work it out. It's where, you know, I can juggle both. And, um, as far as school, like I said, just having that schedule, that's, that's vital. It's, it's, it's just, I think without the schedule, it wouldn't, couldn't, wouldn't be able to be possible. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, I mean, um, you know, I've been doing a little, uh, personal coach. You've been coaching me a little bit mm -hmm. privately. So you kind of helped me get to that point where I realized I needed that schedule. Because I was yeah. becoming overwhelmed, and you know my week, my week, my weekdays are full, my weekends are full, mm -hmm. but I just, I just know that the reward is is gonna be worth it, right? So, and and you do have to keep that reward in mind. Like I'm doing all of this for a reason. These late nights are serving a purpose. You know, this job that may not be my favorite job is serving a purpose, and it's all getting me to the point where I want to be. So I think that's so important that we keep that in mind, the end goal and the vision and the reward that we're working towards. You kind of touched on um, having a schedule and just um, being able to juggle everything. How does self-care play into that? And do oh, self-care. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you have things that you do that you found have helped you balance everything? Oh, yes. Yeah. Self-care self is extremely important. Um mm -hmm. You have to, I have two kids. I actually have three children, but one is in college and away and I have two smaller children, but I have to, you have to, number one is take out time for yourself. Have that mm -hmm. quiet, alone time where you can just focus and meditate and pray, mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of get your mind right, get your mind clear so you can be ready for the day, you know, that's in the mornings. And then I have, you know, in the evenings I have alone time and, well, I, I started doing yoga, which is very helpful and, you know, just calming and relaxing and, and mm -hmm. just, it helps with the stress. And so, and just eating healthy, exercising, that is vital. And just, it's just one of those things that, you know, it, it may not seem like a, it's a big deal, but it makes the world a difference. Mm -hmm. So you have all components, make sure that you have, um, you know, you're healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of those things. And yes. so self-care can provide that, the yoga, the exercise, the prayer, meditation, and just taking time away. 
So those are all really good points. You've mentioned some really good things that I think our listeners can take from us to help them get unstuck or to even stay unstuck. Do you, yes, have, any other, do you have any other advice you'd like to um, leave with them? Uh, I would say just, you know, don't ever accept, just don't be content where you are. Always be, just always be in a, a mindset of evolving and growing and never, you know, always have a mindset of, of I'm never going to quit. You know, no matter what, I'm not going to quit because, you know, that's a death sentence. If you just say I'm going to quit and that's it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try anymore. I mean, just always have that mindset of I'm going to keep trying no matter what. I'm going to keep going no matter what. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. So don't be content. Always be learning and growing. Never quit because that's a death sentence. If we can all remember that to never quit because that's your death sentence. So just keep going and um, always be learning and growing. That's so wonderful, Gwen. I want to thank you again so much for um, your time and sharing your story and just love hearing all the success that you're having and how you've gotten unstuck. And I think you've really helped our listeners today with some practical tips on how they can get unstuck. You have any final words? No, I just want to thank you for having me. Uh, It's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you today and I just, you know, pray for the best for you and your family. Well, thank you so much. Again, today we have Gwendolyn Sparks with us sharing her story on Um, grief, which led to depression and lots of health issues, but now she is thriving in life. She's lost lots of weight, gotten out of some toxic relationships, and has shared with us some very practical tips on self-care and just to always be growing, never get content, and never quit because that's your death sentence. So thank you again, Gwen. Thank you listeners for tuning in. I hope that you have a wonderful day and that you take this to heart and that you get unstuck. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.